Welcome to the Thrive Vineyard Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Molly Kiefer. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit thrivevineyard.com. Well, um, I am really glad to be uh, kicking off this new series on how I can help. We kind of queued it up last week. If you weren't here, go back and listen to that one. Grab that one on YouTube. Um, But before we start, it is one of Molly's favorite things to do. It's Giveaway Sunday, and there are a few gift cards scattered around in the chair in front of you. If you reach in by that newcomer card, there are five gift cards. So you have to kind of move around, look in the chair in front of you, and see there are really five. And so someone should be like, I have one. Yes. All right. Baby, baby, baby has one. Perfect. I hope it's, I hope it's Starbucks, mom. Yeah. Just cause we need help. Okay. There's one. Anyone else? Look in the chair. Yes. You're the winner. Who else found one? Come on. There's a couple, a Duncan. Yes. A Starbucks, a McDonald's. We have two out of five. Come on, guys. It takes a little effort, apparently. I swear. One of them's in an envelope, so maybe if you... Yay, Dakota found one! Woo! Anybody? Okay, Chris got a little... Yes! Rebecca found one! Okay, good. So... Um, so I love giving things away and I love giving things away that are valuable. And I wonder, um, if you're like me though, I do this often when I'm giving gifts, I want to give something to someone like if it's their birthday or it's Christmas, I want to give away something that represents how much I love them, how great they are, how important they are to me. And often I find myself doing this really regularly as they're unwrapping the gift I'm doing this dialogue with them and I'm like, oh, I wish it could be more, you know, like, oh, like I'm on a budget right now. Like I really wanted to do a couple more things, but spending is tight or as they're unwrapping it, I'm like, oh, like gift receipt. I'm always telling them the gift receipt is in there. Like they're not even, it's not even unwrapped. And I'm already being like, I wish it was more. I wish I could have done more for you because I want you to know how important you are to me in this gift. I, I wish this dif- gift could be so much more so you could see how much I love you. Do you guys do this? Does anyone do a commentary as they're opening it, right? Like, I'm so sorry. I'm like apologizing as they're unwrapping it. Basically, like, I wish I could have given you more. I wish I could have given you more. And I had the same feeling as I'm buying these $5 gift cards. I'm like, oh, but could I afford to? No, $5, five, stick with $5, Molly, right? So we do this, but not just with gifts. We do this in our relationships. Sometimes we just find ourselves feeling like, I wish I could help the people around me more, right? Like, do you do this when you're, you have a relationship with someone and you have this, this, they're kind of going through a hard time and you have an ongoing relationship and every time you run into them, you kind of get the next chapter of the hardship, right? And you're like, oh, I just wish that was fixed by now for you. I wish you were over that. I wish you had that breakthrough, that healing. Like, I wish I could settle this for you, right? Or maybe you feel this way with someone that's on a spiritual journey. And you're like, oh, like, you know, I can sense that God might be doing something in your life. And and there's starting to be like a curiosity or an openness spiritually. But you just can't get them over the edge, Right? And you're like, I wish I could give you more. I wish I could get you there. I wish you could know what I know inside. 
Or sometimes we do this with people where we just are like, I know that I am actually made for great impact. Like I know the reality of God's presence in me. And I know like what we were singing today that I am accepted and I'm royalty and I'm running free and, and I want all of that for you. But I just wish I could get you there because I don't know if I know enough to get you there, right? Like I wish I could, but my training is at a level two still, you know, and I, I one day I will get to level 10, but I'm just not there yet. I'm not qualified. I don't, I still have some questions myself about the Bible. Like what happens if I can't answer yours, right? We have this struggle within us where I wish, I wish I could. I wish I could help. I wish I could give you more. We sense that. Well, here's the good news. I got you. I got you. I have something today that I cannot wait to share with you because to show you, I want to show you how you can help, how you actually can give the people you care about, the people that you're surrounded by, the people you have relationships with, opportunity to hear from the God who knows every hair on their head. I know that you want, you want to give them more and, and I want to help you. I'm going to give you something that they can start going on this, this timeless journey with the impactful, powerful words of God himself. I'm going to show you how you can actually step into that place and dispel myths that people are, are just saturated in about the nature of God, where there's just, their wires are crossed and they're missing him. They're missing his character. You can actually put a compass in the hand of your coworker who you sense. They are just aimlessly wandering, right? You actually have a compass that you can put in their hands. You can give them a source of truth that can truly comfort the pain. You can connect them with the voice of God that will call them home, that will answer that lonely thing that you know is just circulating around in their heart. You have this source, this the word of God. You have a source that will bring wisdom for any pickle we would find ourselves in on this earth. You have it right in, you have it within grasp, within reach. And so what I want to do today is I want to introduce you to the Discovery Bible Study. The Discovery Bible Study. Has anyone heard of the Discovery Bible Study in here? Okay, a couple of you, not many. This is so good. This is gonna be so fun. So I wanna introduce you to the Discovery Bible Study today. And it is just a way um, of opening the Bible, the word of God with friends, family workers, cousins. Uh, what did I say? Family worker? Yeah, what is a family? I need some family workers. If you discover a family worker, please, co-workers. Co-workers that feel like family, maybe. Okay, all right. And um, so I'm gonna give you a tool so that they can take the next step, the next step. Because I, I know some of you, and I know you're like, you know what? I have these relationships started and I've invited them to church and it is a no-go. They're not wanting to come to church with me, right? But what can I do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to do this discovery Bible study today. And it is a way to just set the table is how I see it. It is setting a table for a feast that will satisfy the hunger in their soul. But here's the good news, guys. You just set the table. You set the table and God does the work, right? Like he's the one who who actually nourishes. Like you don't have to digest the food for them. You're just gonna set up the feast, okay? And I love this Discovery Bible study because um, it takes all the pressure off of us to be like the teacher, 
or the expert. It is not teacher-driven. It is not expert-driven. It simply is setting up this table where God could come do what he said he was going to do, where he can be faithful, where he does his part of, of changing hearts, of grabbing, of drawing people, of, of awakening up their, their spirits and their souls, right? So what I love about Discovery Bible Study is anyone can do this. Anyone can. If you can read, you can do this. And um, and you can do it with anyone, anywhere. You actually, they don't have to be like already saying like, well, tell me about Jesus. They don't have to already be saying that. In fact, this um, tool is used heavily in the Muslim world and Muslim countries um, because uh, it's very relational. And so it just, it takes you through basically again, like God, God revealing who he is as we open the scripture, letting him do his part. And so, um, the other thing that I love about this is again, um, from that, remember some statistics we talked about last week that people, um, don't want to be told what to believe. They want to go with someone on a process, on a journey, a discovery process where they can come to it themselves in this day and age. And so this is a perfect tool for something like that, where we are just setting this up. Let's go on this journey together. Let's see what God has to say about himself and about us in scripture. And so um, I, I, what I want to do today is we're actually going to do a little something a little different because we're actually going to, I'm going to train you how to do it. And we're going to do this together right here this morning, right here this morning. So um, we have two handouts that Kevin and Carly are going to help pass out. Um, and they're going to pass these out and we're going to get set up. Okay. There should be a pen. Everyone has a pen in the seat in front of them. There should be a pen there. Hopefully the gift cards are now taken and there's just a pen. You're going to have two pieces of paper. One of them is going to be um, the notes for you to take home and refer back to. And one is going to be our like kind of scripture worksheet. Okay. And so as they're passing these out, what I need you to do is to get in a little group of two or three max um, with people around you or someone you know or someone who might look interesting, you know, get in little groups of like two or three and kind of position yourselves to sit near each other. And so I'm going to give you like a minute to get settled and then I'm going to have you come back so I can give you the next bit, okay? So worksheet, pen, a person, paper, pen, person. You need the three Ps. All right, get your people. Does everybody have a little group of people? Does anyone needs one person to work with? We can split a two into, we can split a three into two. Are we good? All right, so here's all you need. All it starts with is a desire to help and an invitation, okay? So it starts with just an invitation. So again, someone that you're maybe in a relationship with and you've been, um, you know, just uh, you run into them on the driveway and have a chat every once in a while and they start sharing a little bit of their life with you. And, um, and then you just, the next step would just be this invitation. And it might sound something like this. I sense you're on a spiritual journey. Do you want to discover more about the Bible together? Something like that. I sense you're on a spiritual journey. Do you want to look at the Bible together? Or maybe you have someone where, again, through conversation, you've been kind of listening with with ears to hear where they're at. And you just say, maybe you can say something like, I know you're looking for purpose in your life. I hear that. Or I sense that you're looking for some wisdom about this situation at home or at work or with a, a friend or a family member. You can kind of see where is the, where's the challenge or, or, or need in their life. Would you like to see what the Bible has to say about that? 
right? Something like that. Or even, this was Kevin's suggestion, hey, I was assigned to do this thing called a discovery Bible study with someone else this week. Could I try it with you? Right? Like we love that whole, like someone told me I had to do this. Could you, would you be willing to be my, like my helper here? Right? So something even simple like that. So it starts with an invitation. And then the next step is, is you pick a passage. Now you can literally, you could do this with any scripture, um, but Discovery Bible Study has suggested actually a list of scriptures that goes from the create, creation to the cross. And it tells the whole story of the gospel, creation to the cross. And I put that list there for you. If you need something to follow along, there's also um, stories of hope. There's all kinds. You can find, There's stories about Jesus and his miracles and what he did. You can find lists online. I just wanted to start you somewhere. So you pick a passage. And then um, the best thing to do is to actually, both of you need to see the scripture if you're doing it with one other person or three other people. Everybody needs to have the scripture in front of them. So if you had a tiny bit of time for prep, just print it out so you have the same translation. And if this is someone who is not raised in the church, I suggest New Living Translation. It's a really, really easy read. Um, so everybody has the scripture in front of them, okay? And then we are off doing this. And the first step, the first step is to read the passage out loud together. One person can read the whole thing. You could take turns reading it. However it works out, one person reads the whole passage and then someone else retells it in their own words. They just retell the story, okay? And um, and then you can take turns filling in pieces like, oh, you forgot this little bit or what about this little detail? So you read and retell. Read the passage out loud, retell it in your own words. So now I'm gonna give you three to four minutes Where's Michi? How many? Should I do three or four minutes? Three or four minutes to, to read that thing and to retell it, okay? So in your little groups, we're doing this right now. You're experiencing a Discover Bible study, so you can go do it. Okay, read and retell. Go. Hey, did we finish the read and retell? Good for read and retell. Okay, simple, simple. Just read and retell. Okay, the next step is look. And what we're looking for is what does this tell us about God or Jesus? What does the scripture tell us about God or Jesus? That's what we're first looking for. His character, how he interacts with us, what he does, um, what he is like. And um, I would encourage, when you do this, encourage everyone to answer. And here's the great thing. If you're afraid of someone getting like crazy, wacky answers, the the way to redirect is to say, "Where show me where that says that right here. Like, oh, that's interesting. Where do you see that here, right? Because we're actually just looking at what the scripture says. We're not talking about what a, what a, we heard a pastor say or something in a book we read once. We're not making leaps. We're actually just looking at what does the scripture say? What does the word reveal about God? So we just go through and we encourage everyone to, to answer. Um, and one of the things I love to do is I like to, oh, that's so good. Like write it down as they're saying it and start a big list of like, oh yeah, God's like that. And God's like this. And Jesus, you know, says this. So again, it, it can be very simple. Don't think that we have to do something profound. It could be something really simple. Like if you're doing the creation story, it could be that, that God speaks or God breathes into man. You know, it can be, again, just, it can be very factual. It doesn't have to be profound. We're not looking for that. Just what does the scripture say? Okay. So take about three minutes and do this bit together. What does the scripture tell us about Jesus? So look and see, go through the whole thing, find all those things. And maybe one person write them down with a pen. Okay, go. What does this tell us about God? 
All right, did we catch a few things there? Was that, was that, were you guys able to see some things about Jesus from that? Would one person share one thing that they, that they wrote down? One person? Okay, Joel? Well, we, we read from um, the story of Jesus being tempted uh, by Satan. And uh, what we took out of this is that uh, tells us God's word is our food. Mm-hmm. And we are nourished by more than just bread. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then secondly, only God is to be worshipped. Good. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. So now we're on to the third, which is look again. And what we're asking now is what does this tell us about us? What does it tell us about people, humanity, humankind, right? What do we see in this scripture about people, about us, humanity, okay? And maybe how we interact with God, um, our experience on this earth, So um, again, it can be very simple answers, but we're just going to look and see, well, what does this reveal about mankind? Okay. And we're going to write those down, go around, take turns. What does it tell us about us as people? All right. So go ahead, take a second. You're going to be zeroing in on Zacchaeus and what he's like in mankind. All right. Did we grab a couple things that we see about humanity? our experience on earth, what man, okay. All right, so that was look again. The next is inside me, inside me. And this is where we start applying, where we start looking at how this gets really personal. And we're asking the question, what am I going to do about this scripture? Based on what I just read, because of what I just read, how should I change? How could I change? What, um, what, what might, how this might, how this might this affect my personal life? And one of the things that's really helpful in this is writing out an I will statement, an I will statement. So if you guys see on this page with the Luke 19 example scripture in the back, it says inside me, you can fill it out and it's an I will statement. And it is, it's a commitment to a specific action. And here's the trick about this. We want to encourage not to be really general or vague, like I'm going to love God more, you know, like I'm just going to, um, you know, something really that's not actionable or specific. So we want to try to get a specific commitment because our goal, right, God's heart is that we apply the word, that we live the word, that it, it's something that we um, make our lives line up with it. So this is where we start getting really practical. So how do we apply this specific scripture, something in the scripture to our lives? So this might take a little more thought, but try to come up with an I will statement. And so maybe if the scripture has something to do with like forgiveness or, you know, God forgiving us, or maybe our a step would be something about, I'm going to take a step towards reaching out to someone, reconciliation in a relationship that's broken. So I will put out an olive branch this week and move towards restoration by sending a text to this person that I'm having a hard time with, right? Something like that, something specific, something that could be done immediately this week. I will this week, okay? So give it a try together. If you guys need help kind of getting ideas, figure, try to see if you can figure that together. So I will statement, what do I need to change? Okay, go. We need more time. How are we doing? The I will statement is, might be take a little practice. How are we doing? My son said that he will pay his taxes. Okay, Aiden. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone else have one they want to share? You need more time? Katie's saying yes. Okay, like 30 seconds more. Would anyone be brave enough to share an I will statement that they came up with from the scripture they used? 
Awesome. I will accept myself as Jesus accepts me. That's awesome. Thank you, Wendy. So good. So good. Okay. And then the last step is who else? Who else? So together, when you're doing this with someone else, um, think about who else in my life needs to hear a bit of this passage. Maybe someone else needs to hear this, um, you know, the, the good news that, listen, Jesus came for you, you know, and when you were up in a, in a tree, like he, he saw you and he wants to be with you and he wants to come into your home and your life. Is there someone else? You just kind of think for a minute. Is there someone else who needs to hear the good news of what we just read? And I'm going to share this scripture, whether it's again in your own words or you text them the scripture or you text them something that you feel like God might be saying to them through what you just learned about him, but, but, but in that scripture together, but who else? Who else? And that is it. That's it. And you can do this with someone in, you know, on a lunch break at work. Guys, this is great to do with your kids as a family after dinner. You could do it again, like anywhere, anytime. You, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I have to now lead. I have to get a regular Bible study on my calendar that I'm do, committing to with these people. Just get it started relationally and find out what God wants to do and, and how he wants to help. Because here is the thing, you guys. I get excited about giving away a $5 gift card. How much more the word of God how much more the word of God? Look at these, these claims about the word of God that we have. And this is just the quickest. I just did the quickest little grab. There's so much there, but it is unbreakable. It's entirely true. It's God breathed. It's firmly fixed. It's alive and active. It's our very hope. And it will all be fulfilled. All of it. All of it. And here's the deal, guys. We share so easily opinions and gossip and news articles and, and interesting fun facts, right? And memes and uh, news articles. We share them so freely, don't we? And all of these things are tainted by human flaws and they're coming through like dirty filters and they are all so temporary and then on the other hand, we have access to the very words of God that are alive and active, that will stand through eternity to offer people, don't we? And so I'm asking us, I'm asking us to start getting the reality of like, the oh, the best I could offer someone in my human wisdom. God says one day it's going to be foolishness, right? Compared to his wisdom. When you put those two side by side, it's going to be like, oh, like, the, the weak, the weak potential of my words compared to the everlasting word of God that I have access to. You have a weapon that you can put in the hand of your defenseless neighbor. You do. Again, you have a, a compass for that coworker who is aimlessly wandering, don't you? You have a glass of water for the friend who is like on mile 23 of their marathon. 20, mar that's still in the middle of there, right? Yeah, it's 26, right? And they're dying of thirst. You have, you have bread for the people around you who are malnourished and they are starving, right? You have the phone that you can hold up to the prisoner's ear. They just need to hear the tone of voice of the father saying, come home, you're mine. You have that in your hand. You get to be this great connector to the people around you, to the word of God. And so here's what I'm asking one time this week, one time this week, can we just move on it right away? Will you commit to doing another one of these, a discovery Bible study with someone around you? Again, it, it, it could be, it could be your spouse. It could be your grandchild. It could be if you're a, a student, it could be a friend at school at lunch or something like that, right? It maybe pay someone 
We were big believers and like you pay your kids to do the things that you want them to do that are important. Pay someone. Pay someone, do it, just do it. And if you want extra credit, do it with someone who isn't in your family, right? Who's not already a believer. Give it a try, give it a try. And here's the fun thing. The women's small group is doing this. Carly's small group that meets uh, midweek is going to be doing this on Wednesday. And so maybe you're like, oh, this is getting something started. And I feel like this is something that God's calling me to come to the group and practice and do it uh, around a table and get, get some practice with it. If you, if it's sparking something in you, I'm telling you, there are so many resources online around discovery Bible study. Get on and hear some of the stories and, um, see some of the, the scripture lists and stuff like that. But here's what I hope for you. I hope you all have this experience of where you sit around a table with a group of people. And it's an experience that I've, I've had over the years. And maybe it's a group of people who, who they won't come to church and they can't come to church. And, um, and maybe they're just there because you have a good snack, you know, and that's okay too. But people that, that uh, think differently and, and just haven't heard yet. I got to sit around a table with a group of teens and some of them were Muslim. And as we're opening the word, I'm hearing them proclaim the nature of God. I'm listening to them out of their mouth, the the understanding of who God says he is from scripture, right? I hope you have that experience around your kitchen table where you're like, this is the stuff that I will be celebrating throughout eternity. In this, this moment right now, I know that God is celebrating wildly and I too will one day. I want you, I'm jealous for you to have those experiences where light bulbs start coming on in people's lives and they start going, oh, they're actually is truth in this world today. There is a source of truth that we can stand on. I want you, I want you to have those experiences because I know this for a fact that the kingdom of God, that Jesus handed the kingdom of God, he took it out of the hands of the religious people and he put it in people's hands like you and me, the untrained, the uneducated, the people who were just saying, I will, I will. So that's what I want for us, church. I want those stories. I'm jealous to hear those stories. We can do this. We can help. And guys, I would like, I'm just asking all of us to look beyond our, our excuses, limitations, qualifications right now and say yes to the Holy Spirit who's poured out to be a witness through you. So Holy Spirit, just come. Just come. I thank you for this group of people that have surrendered and are willing to go where they carry the absolute heartbeat of the Father for their world, for their business place, for their neighborhoods, for the places where they walk their dogs and the people they meet on the street and the parents of teammates. And God, I thank you. I thank you that their hearts are soft and moldable and willing. And there's just the echo of, I can just hear in your hearts, the echo of the heartbeat of the Father. And God, I thank you that you put tools in our hands, that you put tools in our hands. This is your joy to do, to say, go and do it and share in the Father's joy and be about the Father's business because you knew that it would be so life-giving to us. And so where the enemy has put up barriers and told us we couldn't and we shouldn't and we have nothing to offer and there's nothing really we can do where we kind of they have that moment of where we could step out and we just kind of pull the words back in and we we get embarrassed I, I just recognize that that's just the work of the enemy because God you are drawing all people to yourself and people hunger they long and thirst to know your truth they do 
So God, let us be the ones, let us be the ones who will just take that step and open up the scripture with people in our family, open up the scripture with coworkers and neighbors. And God, I pray for multiplied life through us, multiplied life through us, that we would be the ones who would pull up out of the pit and put people's feet on the rock. We could build our lives around the truth of your word. We will build our lives around the truth of your word, God. We'll give it away. So I just bless the outflow from this place, God. Bless these ones to feed themselves and to feed people around them out of your word. In Jesus' name, amen.